Welcome to Whitechapel Church Online. You're currently listening to preaching from our Sunday services. We believe that when the preaching happens, that collectively we're hearing the Word of God, and that God's Word has the power to change who we are. We also believe that God can meet you right where you're at, and that He has a Word specifically for you. We hope that you enjoy today's sermon, and we would love to have you at an in-person service. Head over to whitechapelchurch.com to get more info. Enjoy the sermon, and be blessed. Uh, and so this morning being Mother's Day, uh, I thought, uh, who better to share with us about being a mother than mothers? You know, I could share with you about a Mother's Day sermon, and I could share some passages of Scripture, um, but what do I know about being a mother? Absolutely nothing. Uh, really, I know nothing about it. And so uh, we prayed about this morning, and we wrestled with it, and uh, we have four mothers, I'm going to ask you ladies to come on up, uh, that are going to share with us this morning. I've given them some questions that we're going to wrestle with. So ladies, if you would go ahead and come up, I'm going to grab this stool right here. Yes. So let me introduce them to you. You've, you know um, their faces if you don't know their names. Uh, Alexis Bradley and her husband Bobby, the Lord sent them to be a part of our church. And it was the Lord, the Lord sent us all, right? Yes, amen. And um, put the older mothers in the middle, right? The, with, with grace. From wisdom. It's wisdom. It's wisdom. I'll sleep on the couch tonight. No, no, no. Um, I'm thankful I've never had to do that. But anyway, um, Alexis and her husband, um, Bobby, the Lord sent them here um, some time back to be with us, mm-hmm. and they are just a blessing to us mm-hmm. as a church. They're a blessing to the kingdom, mm-hmm. and uh, you've got a couple of kids, right? Yes, five, I, have, I have five, five actually. Kids. Five kids. <laughs> I have kids. five, yes. Um, and yeah. Thank you, thank you, yes. The thank youngest you. one, if you haven't watched, she's yes. eight months? Six, six I mean, seven months. Seven sorry, months, yes. seven months old. Yes. She is a worshiper. She is. Um, she is she going is. to grow up, and I know be a part of this worship team. She is. Uh, if you watch her in worship, she'll raise her hands. She's yes. joyful in worship. It's awesome she at is. seven months old. Yes. Uh, and then um, I have been blessed more than anything in life other than my relationship with Christ. Uh, that the Lord um, blessed me with Melissa um, 20 years ago. Uh, next month, um, oh, it's this month that I first uh, right, reached out to you, the end of, the end of May. He's yeah. not talking about our wedding. He's talking about when we met, so yeah, he, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And so um, I am thankful um, for Melissa. She is just a blessing to me and to our family Uh, and to our church as well. And so uh, this is my wife, Melissa, and I am thankful uh, for Gary and Julie Garman. Um, They are just uh, amazing pillars of of this church. And um, Julie, your family came here in the late 70s, 1981. Uh, And the Lord sent Julie's family here so that she could meet Gary, right? That's what, that's what I say Amen. anyway. Um, and uh, they are products of this ministry. This ministry sent them into ministry. And the Lord has blessed us um, to have Gary and Julie come and be a part of this ministry. And we are so thankful. Uh, Julie uh, has three kids and three grandkids, right? Uh, 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 
And, and one more in July. So um, let's go Gary, Gary and Julie Garman. And uh, then the last, you know, Pastor Brooke um, is, is Julie's and Gary's uh, daughter. And she is married to Pastor Jordan. And they have um, Jones that is seven months old? Eight months. That's where it was eight. And, I, I mixed it yes, up, so okay. sorry. Um, and so this is her first Mother's Day. Uh, even though Jones was on the way last Mother's Day. And so happy first Mother's Day to you, Brooke. Um, Brooke joined um, our staff here. Um, Brooke was a teacher, and we are blessed that the Lord sent um, Brooke to be a part of our staff two, almost two years ago now. Um, she is our family ministries pastor here at the church. She's our campus pastor at Warner Christian Academy, and so she wears a lot of hats and uh, as a mom, she just does it with grace. And uh, we're so thankful that uh, Pastor Brooke and Pastor Jordan are a part of our church. You guys are just huge, huge, huge blessings. And so we have a couple of microphones, so you guys are going to have to share microphones. I've given them some questions, um, and I'll promise I'll try to stick as close to them as I can. So I'd, um, none of them really want to be up here to share like this, um, but I begged them to do it. Um, they all would rather be uh, in the background serving somewhere, um, but uh, we're blessed to be able to hear from others yes. today. And so... Uh, Melissa, I want to start with you, if you don't mind, uh, with our, the first question. I thought to lighten it up, uh, share something funny, uh, a funny story uh, from, from your time in being a mother. And Lucy says, do it without embarrassing her, right? That's what she said. So. There's so many things I could say to embarrass you, though. Um, I, I, this is just quick. Um, I, when I was, Abby would think was maybe three or four she was sitting in the floor playing, and I just was watching her play. And she just looked so sweet. And she was the sweetest baby, the sweetest toddler. She just looked so sweet. And I just looked at her and said, I love you, Abby. And she said, then why are you staring at me? And I said, well, because sometimes I just look at you and your sister, and I think, I can't believe that God picked me to be your mom. And she said, me either. <laughs> Brooke, uh, something funny in your eight months of being a mom. Yeah, so I'm pretty new here. Um, and I don't really have a funny story because Jones can't talk, but I have one about my husband, so I figured I would share that instead. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so we, Jones was two months old. Um, just to give you some context here, our house had just flooded from Hurricane Ian, so we were living upstairs at my parents' house, and I had just put Jones down for a nap downstairs, and Jordan and I went upstairs to just take some quiet time, read our Bibles, journal, and so he was sitting at the desk, I was sitting on the couch in, in the room, so we were about 10 feet apart, and he interrupted me, and usually when we interrupt each other while we're doing our quiet time, it's like something important, like maybe what we're hearing from God in that moment, what we're, what we're reading about, and he looked at me and he said, hey babe, I said yeah, and he goes, I just want you to know that whenever you're ready, I'm ready for more kids. And I just looked at him. I don't think I said anything, but as you can tell, um, you know what the answer was. So. Well, actually, um, the question that Pastor asked was a funny story or a fun fact. So I'm going to go with the fact. And um, this is actually something new that I've tried. Um, I'm operating in my healing gift, 
So uh, this story is kind of behind that. Um, but my, my baby, of course, she is six months, well, seven months and teething. And I have four other children, and I've used all different kind of ore gels, just other things, and it never worked. And the Lord put it in my spirit to use um, ground cloves and olive oil, and it works wonders. <laughs> and then it makes me think of the Bible verse um, in Psalms, book, book of Psalms 104, 14, and it says how God gives us plants and herbs for the service of man. So I just love how, how God has just got me going back to nature, the earth, and it's effective. So I just, I love that story. Awesome. <laughs> I have lots, trust me, but that one stuck out the most. So I, I love that. Awesome. Take notes, mom. Yeah, yeah, take notes. Julie, what about you? I practiced on Gary and every story I told him, he goes, that's not funny. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I'm not a storyteller. I can talk your leg off one-on-one, -on -one, but this is like really uncomfortable. But anyhow, um, I think probably every mom here, th this is not quite so funny, but I think every mom probably can um, agree with me that we suffer from guilt. If we're doing something outside the home, we should be with our kids if we're with, you know, that kind of thing. So I thought I might share this little story. Um, we had just moved to West Palm and we were the new pastors and the ladies there love to do teas. Tea is not my thing, but we had a, a home that we knew the Lord blessed us with to host things. And so the ladies said, can we have a tea, a Mother's Day tea at your house? Sure. I, I love opening my home. That's fine. So they come in that day, and don't you know, my youngest son's uh, Little League team was in the playoffs. Okay. Do I stay here and have tea with these ladies or go to my son's game and support him? I stressed and stressed over it. So I finally came up with, I'll just go for a couple of innings. It won't hurt. Those ladies won't mind. So they come to my house. They're bringing out all the stuff, and I'm helping them set up. And I'm like, okay, I'm leaving for a few minutes. Y'all just make yourselves at home. And I left, and I went to the ball game. And... Of course, it went into extra innings. And my Brandon, of course, was one of the little stars. So I stayed till the whole thing. And when I went dashing back to my house, I get there and the ladies are pulling out. <laughs> These are the church ladies. Gary's their pastor. I'm maybe not their favorite person now. So I'm just feeling so guilty. I should have done this. I should have done that. The next day, the kids made Mother's Day cards in Children's Church, and Brandon's card said, I love my mom because she comes to all my games. He drew a baseball diamond, and he had a picture of me saying, go Brandon, on there. I knew then that my first ministry had to be my family, and I didn't feel guilty after that. How awesome. How awesome. Wow. Did they win the game in extra innings? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Because he was the star, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Brooke, um, you are a new mom. And so I want to start with you for this question. Um, I have watched um, as Melissa juggles so many different things. Uh, and as Julie reminded us, I know for all of you, your families are your first ministry. And I've watched that um, with you, even with Jones. Um, but as a new mom, 
and this new responsibility, especially with a baby, how do you make time for your time with the Lord, for prayer, Bible study, spending time sitting in the throne room with the Lord? How do you do that? Yeah, so at the beginning, that was pretty tough because I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to lack of sleep. Um, So those first few months, that was really hard. And I, I struggled with it a little bit, but I just tried to make the time when, you know how they say, when your baby sleeps, sleep. But then nothing else gets done if you do that. And so I would try to do that as much as I could. I feel like now um, I've gotten in a pretty good rhythm with it. I know when he's going to be sleeping. And um, sometimes, you know, it doesn't happen at the same time every day. Before I had Jones, it was every morning. It was the first thing I did. And, you know, I could get up earlier, I suppose, but I haven't made that commitment yet. Um, But I just try to do it, uh, sit down, spend time with God in prayer and the word, journaling, and um, I just do that when I can find the time. So it's not necessarily the same time every day, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been doing. And and then just always having communication open with my husband and just talking about what we're what we're doing and what we're reading, what we're hearing from God. And with my job, um, you know, I preach in our youth group and I preach in our chapels, and so that really, you know, that forces me to get into the Word too. So that's um, also been a great way. Alexis, what about you with? With five kids and uh, seven months. Yes, exactly. Um, so I make it my priority to wake up at 5 o'clock every morning. Every, I have to. I have to start my day with Jesus. If I don't, then I'll be crazy. You guys wouldn't even see me. So I have to, I have to get up before the sun rises. You know, the virtuous woman. Proverbs 31. I get up before the sunrise and I get in fellowship and I let my light shine and I let my kids see, you know, what difference it makes and it truly has. I mean, my husband, he praises me for the changes. He's like, thank you, Lord. I don't got to get up in the morning. He sleeps in. But I wake up and uh, he takes the kids to school. So thank God for that. (laughs) But in the morning time and even throughout the day, I mean, I'm literally so blessed and honored to be able to be a stay-at-home parent because I'm like, I got the TV on sermons, I got worship music on, and I'm studying my Bible, and um, it just, it makes our lives so much easy. It, it's so easy <laughs> with him in the midst awesome. at the beginning, yes. Awesome. Julie, yes. it's obviously changed for you over the years, and you have a little more time, um, but grandkid time now, um, but as a mom with little ones, and then as time progressed, as they grew, how did you make time uh, to spend time in the Lord, with the Lord in the Word? Well, I'm all, I've always been transparent. I didn't do so well when they were younger. Even, even when we went into ministry, I was, I was just kind of treading water to stay above because I did work most of the time, and then I ran all the children's ministries. And so a lot of my preparation was just as you know, as I prepared for my ministry position. So I'm, I'm not a glowing example of that. Um, congrats to you girls are doing a great job. Now that I have more time, I'm doing great. And I, uh, the more I study, the more I want to, and I'm spending more time and I have to stop myself now. But uh, so don't give up on yourself. I'm, I'm doing much better now. But I have to be honest, I didn't do as well when they were younger. I was outnumbered quite a bit too, like you. And uh, I, did, I did as well as I could, I guess. Yeah, but. yeah. thank you for, for that too. 
Um, Melissa, what about you? Um, obviously, our girls have gotten a little older, so it's a little different. They're teenagers now. I, I will be honest. I was not good at it either. Um, so far, kids are turning out okay. So. <laughs> um, but I, I wasn't. I, I think my prayer life increased um, when I became a mother when they were little. Um, and But I didn't necessarily spend a lot of intentional time sitting with the Lord when they were little because I, I, they usually woke me up. So, um, and it was usually really early. Um, so I have got, I have gotten better, much better as they've gotten older. Um, and even though I have really more on my plate now in a lot of ways, um, I do have uninterrupted time to spend. Um, and, but I do have to get up early for it because we have softball or volleyball or whatever we have going on in the evenings. Um, so I get up early before anybody else does. Um, and I pray and I read the Bible. Um, and I'm very fortunate that my job allows me time with the Lord too. Um, because we pray in class every morning. We have worship in class every morning. Um, my kids in my class ask me to pray for them. Um, so, um, I get it in my work day, too, which is a huge blessing. A lot of people don't have that. Um, and I have people who will pray for me if they see that I'm having a hard day. Um, and so that's a huge blessing for me as a mom, even though I have more to do now, even though my kids are older and more independent. Um, I stayed home with them when they were little. <laughs> um, now I'm working full time, and um, it's a lot different. But um, I do have a little more inter uninterrupted time now, which is nice. I'm like you. I have to start my day that way. I can't. I can't go on until I do. <laughs> so I'll, I have some individual questions for you. And Brooke, I want to start with you. Uh, what is the biggest learning curve or challenge personally as a new mom, and also in your marriage? So the biggest learning curve uh, or challenge personally. At first. The sleep deprivation, for sure. That was a big challenge for me. Um, but I would say time management. Um, just, I think I didn't, I think I knew in my head that babies required a lot of your time. But then when it happened, I was like, oh, okay, this is 24-7. And so just, just managing my time better um, and making sure that, you know, now that he, Jones prays the Lord, he sleeps through the night. And so I get to sleep through the night. So that helps a lot. Um, but just making sure that prioritizing, you know, what needs to be done when he's, he's napping, that's mm -hmm. been a big thing. And then in my marriage, um, kind of the same thing. I think, you know, before Jordan and I worked together, so we're used to being together a lot and we love it. Um, but obviously a baby, again, he takes up a lot of the attention and the time. And I think in our marriage, the communication piece just, um, we were, we were really good at communicating before him, and so just being really intentional about that. Again, in the beginning, it was, it was harder, so it's getting a lot easier now. Um, but yeah, just being intentional about spending time with each other. Um, I have this for a different question, but one of the things that we make sure that we do is we go on a date every week. So thankfully, we have Gigi here who takes Jones, and we get to go on a date, and we get to have uninterrupted time together to really talk about our week, and. Just, yeah, just have that time together mm -hmm. and try not to talk about Jones too much. Mm -hmm. All right, Gigi, this one's for you. <laughs> um, over the years, 
And it's obviously changed as your kids um, have grown. Now they're adults and they have their own families. Um, over the years, how have you instilled godly wisdom or let them see God leading you in, in your life? So have you instilled godly wisdom in your children and then uh, modeled that in your life for them? That was going to be my answer, modeling. Modeling it is the best way. I mean, you, we, of course, had our children in church at every opportunity. We pray for, uh, we let them know we were praying about decisions, that we didn't make uh, any big decisions on our own. Um, and I just think that the sermon you live is the best way to teach your children. Um, honoring your spouse, loving your spouse, and showing uh, them what a, a Christ-filled marriage would be like. Uh, so that stumped me originally because I just don't know that I, what I intentionally did, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. uh, Gary helped. And he said, you know, it is our life and how we were living it, the things that we did, the things that we said, the things that we didn't do or didn't say, mm -hmm. and uh, not pounding it in them, but... And uh, they, they also knew that we were going to be in church, and if they were still living in our house, even if they were older, if you live in our house, you go to church. You do these, you do these things. Mm -hmm. um, we also, I don't know if this is going out of the realm here, but we believed in the Christian education, and we got our kids in Christian school. Not that they were supposed to guide our children completely, but in partnership with us, and that was a, that was a major uh, decision for us, and it required some sacrifice on our part to put three children in, mm -hmm. and so that, we feel like, in combination with their home life, mm -hmm. was a great was a great thing. Would you hand the mic back to Brooke? Brooke, what was it like watching that? So your mom said she modeled it for you. So give us a little bit of yeah, insight on in what surprised. you saw. You said you don't know how? No, you did great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just surprised you said you don't know how you did it because, I mean, I remember as a kid, my mom coming in every night or my dad coming in every night and praying with me before bed, um, always instilling, you know, Christian principles, biblical principles into our lives and, and sending us to this school and as Brandon, my brother, wrote in his card, she was always at our games. My dad was always at our games. I mean, they showed up for us, and they um, they definitely modeled, you know, what it means to be a, a Christian wife and what it means to be a Christian husband and mother and father. And so i um, super grateful and thankful that I have them as parents and had them, them growing up because I for sure wouldn't be who I am today without those biblical values being instilled. So Awesome. Melissa and Alexis, I have the same question for you two. Um, what are some ways that you make sure your children hear and know the truth? What are some ways that you make sure your children hear and know the truth? Melissa? Um, I think one that we both do, you and I both do, um, is we don't put them in a bubble. Um, I think we did when they were little a little bit. Um, but we also are intentional about what adults are pouring into their lives. Um, it just, it matters a lot who's pouring into your kids. Um, and we are super blessed to have Brooke and Jordan and Ashley and Adrian and those guys all um, pouring into our kids here at church. We have great teachers at Warner who are pouring into our kids. Um, and 
I think we're just intentional about, I mean, obviously we try to model it at home too. Um, and I hope that they have seen our priorities, like, and we've, we've let them know what our priorities are in our home. Um, and we have said no to things that may have benefited them in other ways, according to what society would think is, is good for them. Um, and they have sacrificed things that would look good to the world and would be a good opportunity for them because those things aren't what our priorities are. And so I hope that they have seen that and um, that that's going to continue when they're away from us. Um, but I think having, having adults who you trust and who are living out the gospel in their lives and investing in your kids is so important because there are times when they don't want to talk to their mom and dad about stuff. And um, it makes me sad that if they don't want to do that, but there's times when they just need another adult to talk to. And if they have a solid group of adults who love Jesus and who love them, they know they have somebody they can go to. Um, and I think that's super important. Alexis, what about you? Well, um, as I hear all the mothers talking, I just think of the Bible scripture that says, train up a child in the way that they must go so when they get older, it won't depart. And we see like Brooke and her mom, that's like a perfect example. She trained her up. So I think um, for me and my household, we make sure that what our children watch, because they're young, they watch Christian stuff. <laughs> we No secular TV, no. And we had to uh, get to that point. We we used to let them watch things. And the more that I got in the spirit, I was able to see these TV shows and how, in a sense, they were demonic. And I was like, how did I miss that? So I think um, that is definitely a big thing in our household and also worship music. My babies love to worship. <laughs> and mommy loves to worship too. I'm pretty sure everybody sees me right over there, uh, you know, worshiping my heart out to the Lord. I mean, he's just so good to us. Um, if it had not been for the Lord, where would we be, you know? And so I think that's so important. And even like Melissa said, just um, making sure that the people that are around your children and in your children's life are God-centered because um, they can be led astray and people can plant certain seeds in your children by the things that they say and the stuff that they see. So I think that is so, so, so important. Mm -hmm. So, um, yes, that's, that's my answer. So one thing just, I just want to point out, because I think it's important um, to point this out. Uh, Julie said it um, direct, but everybody else, uh, all four of them actually said this, um, is they modeled this for their kids. Mm -hmm. um, interesting that um, Alexis um, has a heart for worship music. She keeps it on. Uh, and if yes. you watch their youngest daughter... Uh, man, she's got that heart of a worshiper. Well, even at eight months old, she's, she's watched that model. Um, what you see is what you actually do. And so uh, a, a godly mother or not, I think it's a commitment to all of us as, um, that we have to make now that there are other people around that are watching us. Uh, we may not know it, but they are. And we have to model a godly relationship. Um, and just to piggyback off of what um, Melissa said, uh, one of the things that we didn't make this determination, it's just like who we are. Uh, we don't strive, we strive to be Christ-like in everything. So that is our, that is our goal. We strive to be Christ-like in everything. Uh, but we're not perfect, and that's okay. Uh, and, and obviously, those that are around you the most can see your imperfections. 
Um, but we don't just um, sweep it under the rug, and we don't just hide that and say we're perfect. We didn't try to live this perfect um, perfect family relationship. We're not. We strive to be Christ-like. Do we miss the mark sometimes? Yeah, we do. Um, but there's lessons in that, even for those that are actually watching us. Uh, it's okay to not be perfect. Um, we have to strive to be Christ-like. But when we see those imperfections and the Holy Spirit reveals them, we surrender them to Christ, ask forgiveness, and then we walk away in his holiness. We strive for that, but we miss the mark sometimes. And that's okay if we come back to repentance, let him cleanse it, and then we move forward uh, in that. So a question for all of you. Um, Julie, I want to start with you, if you don't mind. What did you learn uh, about discipline and correction as you parented your children? What did you learn about discipline and correction? First of all, that you're to be their parent and not their friend. Mm. You can be their friend when they become adults, but you need to be their parent. You need to set boundaries. Boundaries show love. Um, With each child, different things worked, and so you need to be flexible and see what works with your child. And then at different stages in life, you use different things, like maybe take away privileges or that sort of thing. So uh, we just found a flexibility. And then also there's the dad and the mom. I had to tell, had to hold Gary back a little bit one time when he was correcting her. I go, she's not like the boys. She's a girl. We can hear it once. We're crying. We're sorry. That's it. And he was going to ready to go back in for round two or three, like you have to do with <laughs> boys sometimes. So anyhow, you just have to be flexible. It's why God's plan is perfect that there's, you know, a mom and dad and, and you can um, share with each other, share the, uh, the job with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Lisa, what about you? What did you learn about correction and discipline? Um, something that I have learned recently um, as I have shared a story about one of my kids with some people that's funny to me now. Um, It was not funny at the time at all. Um, And it was an issue, and I won't even say which kid it was, (laughs) but it was something that needed correction. Um, And it, it definitely needed to be corrected. But my pride caused me to overcorrect my child. And it was actually a colleague of mine here at Warner, I was telling the story, because it, and if you ever want to hear it, I'll tell you, it's funny now. It's actually really funny now. (laughs) But at the moment, in the moment, it was so embarrassing to me. And I disciplined her out of my embarrassment. I didn't discipline her because what she did was so bad. It wasn't good. Um, And again, it it was something that needed to be corrected, but she did it in public, and I was embarrassed, and I was way more harsh with her than I would have been if it had happened in my home. And I think it's very important that we don't discipline our children out of pride um, and out of our egos, (laughs) because in that moment, I thought, I look like a horrible mother right now. I look like I can't control my kid. Um, And I was way more worried about my appearance to everybody else in the room than I was about the actual behavior that had happened. And I think 
I agree with everything you said too. I think you have to be their parent and not their friend 100%. And we definitely, I mean, I have moments now, I'm getting to where with teenagers I have, we have moments where we can sort of be friends for five minutes and then I'm mom again. But, um, but I think it's just the biggest lesson for me when my, when my friend said that to me and said, oh, that was, that was your pride. And I had never thought about it before. Um, never looked at it that way before, but it was. And then I started thinking about all these times in my life where I have parented out of pride or disciplined out of pride instead of looking at the heart issue that was actually happening in my child. So, Alexis, what about you? You learned about discipline and correction. Well, I'm, I'm like Melissa, you know, at the beginning of like my real genuine relationship with Christ, which has literally only been six months. My change has been so rapid. And, you know, as I grow closer with Christ, I see that my discipline was overbearing in some instances. So now I, I truly, I just like, Lord, <laughs> you know me, <laughs> you know? So um, I just find it easier to just remember that they are children. My children are young. So I have to remember, you know, they're going through these things to learn. So I have to have compassion. That's where my compassion comes in. And I thank the Lord for my compassion because if it had not been for the Lord. <laughs> but um, I think it's so important to, to be in the word because it helps you parent. You know, it's, it's, it's easier for me. You know, I've been a parent without being in the word. And it was like pulling teeth. I was like, what's going on? Why is this so hard? And now that I'm in the word, I'm like, this is easy. I want some more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> but um, I, I just, I, 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 I truly enjoy it. I love children. I love my babies, and the Lord has blessed me with them. So I, I'm, I'm easy on them. I'm like, me and my husband, we're like good cop, bad cop. He's like a military man. He's like, decency order. I'm like, calm down, please. You know, so we're like the perfect fit, and I think it, it truly works for our household. So I'm awesome. thankful for change. <laughs> So, Brooke, you're still learning, right? Like, Jones has not done anything wrong. Flynn Jones yet. Yeah. yeah it yeah. hasn't happened. Yeah. So, you can skip me. Yeah. So, okay. We'll do that then. Anything you want to piggyback on what your mom, what your mom may have said? Like, you saw that? Oh, I, I experienced it. Yeah. We definitely, <laughs> yeah. Discipline is good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, question for each of you again. Julie, I want to start with you. How has your role as a mother changed now that your kids are all adults? Well, it's mostly awesome now. I mean, it's, it's been the best job I've ever had. I didn't know I wanted to be a mother. It just kind of seemed like the next logical step. We were married, we had jobs, we had a house. Well, should we have a child next? Okay. And that's kind of how it happened. But it just took really a moment and I realized that was the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. So. Each stage I loved, I just shared this uh, before church with one of our young moms that enjoy each stage. I was always sad as each stage was finishing, going, how could the next one be better? How, I don't know. I love the baby. I love the baby hugs. And, eight, and each time, it truly does get better. And now we're at a really awesome stage where our children have found their spouses, um, a couple of them are having their own families, and it's just awesome to see them uh, blossoming into that role, taking their kids to church, having them, um, you know, with their families, and it's just, it's just amazing. So now we can be friends, 
and uh, just sharing life together. I'm truly blessed right now in this moment in time. I've got all three of my kids and my grandkids right nearby within a half an hour. And I'm trying to just ex just love every minute of that. I know it may not last, but I surely feel blessed every day. Julie, as a follow-up to that, you, you mentioned um, the different stages of their life and how they go by so fast. So would you, or how would you say this? I'll say it, but you tell me um, what you sense in this, and I may be, may be out in left field. Don't think so, though. But would you just say, as a mom, what you may have learned over time is to just be present and enjoy each stage? See, you could have just said that, yeah. <laughs> be present with each stage and just be comfortable knowing it, it, it continues to get better and better. So then, uh, Melissa, for you, uh, we have two teenage daughters. God has blessed us with two amazing, great daughters who love the Lord and love his bride, and they're just blessings. Um, but there have to be some challenges, uh, and now we have two teenage daughters. Anything you oh. want to? Well, how much time do we have? I'm just kidding. Um, so I'll just I'll share a couple. Obviously, there are a lot of challenges parenting teenage teenagers in general, but teenage daughters have their their own specific set of challenges. But um, I think one is that um, you know we did in some ways kind of shelter our kids for a long time, um, and and you have to when they're little. You have to be very careful what you expose them to, and we're still careful about what we expose them to. But um, eventually, you have to. Uh, teach them how to be in the world and not of the world. And I had a friend who um, shared a quote with me, and she said, the world is not rated G, and nobody's checking IDs. Um, and so you do have to allow them exposure to the world because they're going to have to go live in it. Um, they're not going to be in my house forever. I wish they would, but they're not. Um, and they're going to have to be able to stand up to what the enemy is, is going to try to hit them with. Um, and it's not going to get better for them, um, as sad as that is. Like, I, I wish the world could be better for them, but it's not. It's going to get worse. Um, and so we have to teach them to be able to be tested and to be challenged by the world because they're going to be. Um, and so it's kind of like balancing the line of, you know, what do we allow them exposure to because we still want to protect their hearts and their souls, um, but also teach them how to be in the world. And so that's a challenge. I think um, it's a challenge um, for me. Um, I think, you know, when you're preparing to become a mom, um, you prepare yourself for how much they're going to need you. And you prepare for sleepless nights and you prepare to be exhausted and you prepare to just, you know, your life to revolve around them really. And, um, and my life has in a lot of ways revolved around my kids for the last 16 years. Um, but nobody, I mean, they tell you, but you don't prepare yourself for when they don't need you anymore. Um, and I think you spend so much time preparing for the baby stage and preparing for the toddler stage and this and that. And, and like, I agree with you that every, like, I always thought the baby stage would be it for me and then we'd move on and I'd be like, well, that was fun, but now I have to deal with this toddler, you know? <laughs> and it's, it really has been better. Like I love, I, I, teenagers are hard in a lot of ways, but I love having teenage daughters and we can be friends sometimes and it's awesome. But now 
I'm starting to kind of have begin the process of letting go. And that is very hard. Um, you know, looking at, talking about where Lucy's going to go to college. Um, that's hard. And everybody tells you how fast it's going to go. And you think you understand, but you don't <laughs> until you're there. Um, and so I think, you know, you spend a lot of time preparing for the baby stage and what's going to happen, but you don't prepare for when they kind of don't need you anymore um, and they're going to move on and start their own life. Um, and then the other, the last thing I think is that, um, well, I said it, like being in the world and not of it, but I think you're, you know, trying to instill values in your kids um, that is are the total opposite of what the world is trying to teach them. Um, and it's very, very challenging. Um, and I, I think our girls seem to have a good handle on it so far. Um, but it is a major challenge to be raising kids in a world that is, is going to go against many of the things that we've taught them and what the Bible says about what truth is. Um, and so um, just remembering to teach them who God made them to be and who they are in him and that that's where their identity is. So, Alexis, you and Bobby are over double outnumbered, right? Five kids. Yes. Um, there had to be some challenges in raising oh, yes. five kids. And then they're pretty close together, oh, yeah. too. So yeah. what are some challenges that you've experienced? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, my oldest three um, were actually from a previous relationship. Um, so Bobby stepped in, and he just came in like my hero, knight in shining armor. <laughs> um, but I just specifically remember, you know, that challenge with those three. I was by myself, and all of them were in diapers. They were like, people called them stair steppers because one right after the other, one right after the other. And it was very challenging, and I was not in the word at all. And, and I truly believe that's why it was so hard, you know, because I was not in the word. And um, just, you know, for me, I don't have a village. It's literally me and my husband. My parents, they're still alive. My grandparents, they're still alive, but I haven't had that village. So I've literally had to be like this strong, strong woman, mother, wife. I've had to like put on my big girl pants and okay, this I made them, now I have to take care of them. So um, I just, I truly thank God for that strength. Like even, you know, not being in the word, which I don't encourage. <laughs> it's so much easier in the word, but the Lord knew that I was going to be this powerful, this anointed and strong in the faith. So he let me go through those things to be able to help other people, you know, come up out of that. So I just, um, my strength truly has came from the Lord and my husband has been just an amazing blessing, a true ble a blessing. Um, I prayed for him and the Lord sent him by. So, um, you know, we're not perfect. It is hard. It's, it's hard being a mom of five. You hear that? She wants some milk, but I'm up on stage, <laughs> you know? So um, it is challenging, but like I said, like I, I was destined to be a mom, you know? I, I really feel that way about it. And now I enjoy it even more, you know? And it's hard, it is hard, but I embrace the challenge. When I am weak, I am strong. Christ makes me strong. He does. So She was answering the question. She's not hungry. That's what she was doing. Brooke, <laughs> she was confirming. Yeah. Brooke, what about you? As a new mom, um, you've, you've not had kids. You had 
Jordan, and now you've got an eight-month-old. So what are some challenges uh, as a new mom uh, with an eight-month-old? I think when we first had it, it was pretty much everything. Um, had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I had some idea, but I've never used Google so much in my life. Um, probably bugged my mom and some friends a little too much, but I guess I would say the most challenging thing again was, I'm very sorry about that. Um, the most challenging thing was uh, just the, the sleep deprivation again. That's been the thing. So I don't know, I guess in another year I'll have something new. <laughs> yeah. So um, Alexis, let's start with you. And then I just want to, last question, we'll just go right down the line. Uh, what advice would you give to mothers? My advice to mothers would be seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added. So uh, what that means is when you start getting in the word, studying the word, and as you see like from all of us, uh, Christ being the center of everything, it has made things a little more easier. You know, we're not perfect. And it is challenging raising children because you're dealing with multiple personalities, especially if you have multiple children. Um, so the word of God is so important. And also, I believe that just having a group of women that you can converse with, uh, women of God, I think it's so important to stay in fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ, whatever that looks like for you. Um, so that's my advice to new mothers, um, expecting mothers, young mothers, um, because, you know, I was a young mom, and I just, I wish that I had somebody to tell me that when I was younger. I think that truly would have made a difference, so, Good advice. Yes. Brooke, let's skip down to you, and then while she's passing the microphone, so. Um. I'm so sorry. It's on Do Not Disturb. I don't know why this is happening. <laughs> um, yeah, advice for a new mom would be to keep your marriage first priority. That's something that Jordan and I had a lot of conversations about um, before we had kids. You know, before we even got married, we talked about what we wanted our marriage to look like, and we, we had a standard in mind, and um, we talked about, you know, when, before we had kids, what we wanted our marriage to look like, and we know that the most important thing that we can do for Jones and for however many other kids we have is to show them a Christ-centered marriage. Um, and so that's, I think that would be the biggest advice I give. Uh, I think it's very easy, especially as a woman, to put your children before your spouse, and that's not the way that God designed us. Um, and to just live in that calling of, of marriage where the, the husband is the spiritual head of the household and that we don't like this word submit, but God's word says it, and, and that's, that's what we're called to. God created marriage. The world didn't create marriage, and, and they'll tell you um, a certain way to do it, and it's pretty much the opposite of what God says. And when we don't live um, our marriage out the way that God created us to, the way that he designed it, it's going to make our lives a lot harder. And so that would be my main advice would be keep your marriage at the center. That doesn't mean neglect your kids, of course, but make sure that you know your kids know that your spouse, they come first, and, and that's the most important relationship other than Christ in your life. Awesome. Melissa? Kind of to piggyback off of what you said, um, find some older moms who love Jesus, who have raised kids, who are the kind of kids you want your kids to grow up to be. <laughs> um, and I was very, very blessed when my kids were little um, to have this amazing group of mom friends who were almost all older than me. Um, and 
we had girls' nights, and we went out for dinner, um, and, you know, they all were so excited to throw me baby showers and do all this stuff because their kids were big, but they invested in me and showed me a lot about being a mom and about being a godly mom, especially, um, and they loved on my kids. They still do, and we haven't even lived in the same town as them for almost 10 years now. Um, they still are loving my kids and showing them what it means to follow Jesus, and I think that having people model motherhood for you, because not everybody, and I mean, I had a good example, but not everybody has a good example in their life as to what a a godly mom is. Um, And so find some, even if they're just a few years older or 10 years older, um, find someone who's been in your shoes, who is willing to put a little bit of time into you and invest in you because it was priceless for me. Julie, what advice would you give to mothers? Everything they said is great. Um, One thing I had jotted down, because obviously I have the worst memory because I'm the oldest, um, is spend an individual time with your children. Um, Since they've said all the the higher things, I'll go down a little bit. And I think it's really important to, to, um, I mean, I love all my kids, and when, but when you have them one-on-one and give them that personal attention, I think it's really special. Um, This is another Brandon story, but he got his head cut open, okay? He got, his brother did something to him, so. We're on our way to get stitches, and he looks at me, and he says, Mama, it's hardly ever when it's just me and you. He was excited to be with me, even though he had his head busted open. So <laughs> that just spoke to me that, you know, to have some time with them individually, a mommy, a mommy-daughter date or a mommy-son, those kind of things. Um, and just treasuring being present in each moment. Um, I have a little, can I read yeah, a yeah, little sure. something that I, yeah, let's see if I've got, um, one of my children I had in the month of December, and I can remember sitting right back there while the living Christmas tree was, was everybody was singing in the tree, and, I, and it just hit me how Mary must have felt. And so then I saw this thing online, um, a mom who was doing some little mother reminiscing, and she said the one verse, Luke 2, 19, Mary quietly treasured these things in her heart. And I think that speaks to motherhood right there. Um, we're keepers of treasured moments, miraculously fresh newborn moments, groggy middle-of-the-night moments, joyful adventuring-together moments, cheering from the sideline moments, and the beautifully hard letting go and releasing them off into the world moments. And just don't take those moments for granted. Awesome. Would you give all of all four of them a huge round of applause? Thank you, guys. Thank you. Listen. Yeah, thank you guys very much. We'll let you slide back down. So thank you so, so much. Thanks for joining us at Whitechapel Church Online. We pray that today's sermon blessed you and that you'll continue to join us as we lean into God's Word together. Until next time, have a great week.